This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hello, welcome to Celtic Rumours TV podcast. But just Paul's having a wee bit of problems with his laptop and that he'll be just on shortly. Hey, Jonas, you there, Jonas? Hi. Hi, mate. Hi, so thanks very much for coming on, Jonas. Uh, I never really gave, gave it a thought, usually just because you usually only come on when Mikey's about, do you know what I mean? Uh, no, that's no problem, mate. Yeah, Paul there, I think. Right, sorry about that there. Are you there, bud? Yeah, nice. Right. Aye, aye, Paul, aye, aye. I just explained your laptop was resetting. On you go, bud, just get it right. going. Hello and welcome to episode 122 of Celtic Rumours TV, the Balls and Bobber podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Uh, join us tonight, we have Dundee United fan Jonas, uh, who I presume is a happy man after two wins in a row and dragged them out of the relegation zone uh, this weekend. Uh, you can also check out all the links to the podcasts in the description below, including our phone page, www.celticrumours.co.uk. On tonight's show, we will look at today's 4-1 victory uh, against Kilmarnock, uh, Jorgen Klinsmann was that attendance today. Uh, how does he feel about all and Spanish football in a whole? Uh, Japanese court Himin's Moi Yazu uh, plans to uh, travel to Celtic Park and around York to have a look at Japanese players for the upcoming international fixtures. And of course, we'll finish off the show. We'll talk to Jonas about uh, Dundee United's uh, good form, I think, under Jim Goodwin. And are pushed to avoid relegation uh, this season after the split. Firstly, though, I'll hand off to Mark for a few shout-outs. Thanks very much, Paul. Uh, thanks again to Jonas for coming on. Uh, a few shout-outs to some of the lads for the forum: Old Tim Alloy, uh, Richie, a Glasgow Green, uh, and B. B. John United Ireland. We joined Lostie's cousin the other day, which is a bit of a shame, sir. I don't know if you're listening, John, but all the lads are thinking about you this time, mate. Can it be easy? Be man, was a bit down the West Highland way himself all week, too. Mm-hmm. I was meant to be going with him and he'd never turned up, so he was a bit down at himself. And I was worried sick about him all week in case he was going to end up getting disappeared up in this West Highland way, just down all himself. And I was texting him to keep up with him and that. And then as soon as he got him on Friday, found that out about his nephew. That's a bit of a sh- uh, his cousin, I mean, so it's a bit of a shame. Yeah, Bobby, in the live chat, nice to see you, Bobby. Michael McKinstry, I forgot who that is in the forum, Paul. You need to mind me who that is. And there, Mikey Conroy, and nice to see you again, Mikey. Uh, Mickey, seven into it, Michael McKinstry, into it. I'm sure that's who it is. Uh, that's everything, Paul, just on your go, go on with it. Yeah, Kilmarnock won, Celtic uh, four goals from Kyogo on the seventh minutes, me either on the twelfth. And two goals for Matt O'Reilly on the 18th and 27th. Uh, Ange ran in the changes to his lineup. Hart, Janssen, Stalford, Kobayashi coming in for his second appearance. Taylor Arasa starting in midfield, uh, replacing uh, Moy, uh, O'Reilly, Arasa, uh, O'Reilly, and McGregor. Hax Ivanovic starting, Maida, and Kyogo up front. 
young Ben Summers and Rocco Vetter uh, made the bench along with O, Bain, Tormel, Barbie, Radisson and Stephen Welch. Uh, a flying start by Celtic leading comfy of 4-0. Or kind of a mix-up by Captain Callum McGregor uh, just before half-time, uh, making it 4-1 going into the break. Second half was kind of usual by Celtic, kind of slipping off, uh, as you can see there. Uh, at the, the stats, possession 23% to Celtic, 77. Shots 14, Celtic 16. Shots and targets to their 5 to Celtic uh, 6. Celtic had actually seven shots off targets, which is kind of, kind of a bit of a concern there as well. Uh, corners four to Celtic's five, and fouls 13 to Celtic's 15. Again, Marcus, look, I'll start you first because it's Celtic, but again, it's a game of two halves of Celtic in this. Like, do they do it on purpose? The game is won, we slip off a bit, but you kind of perform to go and get more goals and kind of punish teams, won't you? I thought, say, Paul, I said on the live chat during the game, I was looking for 10. See, when we, get, when we were 3 nothing up after so quick, <clears throat> I mean, I, I detest that mechanics. I hate them with a vengeance. And I was, I was hoping we were going to get 10. But, I mean, it seems to be a quite a regular occurrence, Paul. Which, like, Celtic only play like one half of a game. And mm-hmm. that, that's, I mean, that second half of the day, it was, it, was, it was really poor. Really, really poor. If you're going for where we were in the first half. And then, the, the, this kind of slack passing started coming into our game in that as well, I thought, in the second half. But, I mean, fair dues. The game was one and lost, Paul, but our fans keeps going with this we never stop stuff. We, for me, we stopped after, after half time. Mm-hmm. It's substitutions and packed the defence in that. But I just thought we kind of just. We weren't even in second gear in that second half, Paul. We were in third gear if we were lucky. Really, mm-hmm. really. I suppose you what Mark is saying there, like supporting your team, like you want your team giving 100% every game. Like I know the game was run, like, but you don't want kind of slackness and slipping off coming into your team's performance either, do you? No, you want to be a level of consistency throughout the, the performance. And sometimes it can be hard when you are that far. Mm-hmm. Psychologically, it can be difficult sort of mentally to keep yourself going when the game isn't gone sometimes. Especially if you make a lot of changes, it sort of like disrupts the rhythm and stuff a wee bit. But like you say, being 4 1 up at half time, you probably fancied them to come in and get another couple of goals, but they seem to just sort of coast through the second half. Mm-hmm. Mark, there's, there's one player we have to mention today, and the, the, the live chat is kind of going on about him, but what a star performance today by Young Avasha inside that, that midfield. Could have got a goal, dissolved a goal here. Aye. To his uh, his performance there, but he he was outstanding today, wasn't he? Aye, I was surprised he didn't get married the match, Paul. I, I was oh. I was really it was O'Reilly that got it. Probably just for the two goals, I suppose. Aye, that, I think O'Reilly had a good game as well. Mm-hmm. That, it seems to be that we low that he was going through, and the two goals surely helped that as well. But I thought like, yeah, what, I was different gravy the day. He really was another mm-hmm. player, a bit like Alistair Johnson. He's he's just I mean. He, I know he's made a couple of cameos and appearances and stuff like that, but it was as if he'd been playing that Celtic team for years. Yeah. I don't know if that's something Ange does. Or, but, I mean, well, AJ, he just came in and went straight into the team, but other players, I mean, a lot has took a bit of time. Maybe that's what it's been. Ange is just getting them ready. But I think as well, Mark, like, we, we have to look at 
kind of the same thing with Hayate and Deeson Maeda from last season. He's played a full season in Japan and signed for Celtic in January. I mean, so was Ange kind of going from previous experience with the two lads coming in late last season that he had to play them, know that he didn't have to play a roster straight away when he was kind of breathing into that team? Uh, it might have been. But you know, says, I mean, he definitely looks like a player. He really does. Like for, for like, such a young... Did you see the, Did you watch the Celtic game, Jonas? Yeah, I did see it, yeah. Aye. What did you think of Water? Yeah, it looks good, eh? It looks a bit like he's similar in style to Hitati, that sort of way he plays in that, eh? Quite similar mm. in the, the, the way they sort of play the two of them, eh? And he, he looks like another another sort of good addition, eh? Like, what impressed me, Mark, today about him was his movement off the ball. You know, I'm peeking to that, Mark, like watching people's movement off the ball, how we play and just system, but when Star said that Kobayashi had the ball, Owasa was telling them where to put us. Do you know what I mean? He made one, uh, and, and the ball was going the other way. Like, for such a young lad... I thought to, Kobayashi to that, like, really well as well. I, I thought Kobayashi was outstanding today, Mark. I've a, a few stats done in him there that I go through down a few minutes there, but he's another player, Mark, that didn't step out of line today, you know? You know, but uh, then again... And as well as Paul, it's like... I think Starfield plays a lot better when he's in that right-hand side as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With like Starfield again, Mark, today he showed leadership when Vickers wasn't there. Aye. You know, he showed that he's the kind of most experienced head in there. But, you know, but most too, Mark, when you have a player like Johnston and, and Greg Taylor behind either side of you as well, it's, it's going to help you. Aye, it's helping you. Aye, aye. You know, but uh, we have to talk about uh, Hak Zabanovic, Mark, he got a start today. But I think it's fair to say, Mark, he's not suited to that, that right-hand side. I think no. he played better when he went off to the left today. Just, but, I don't think he really played that well at all today. No. I've no. been looking forward to seeing him getting a bit of a run in the team and that, but he was, wasn't at the races today. He really wasn't anywhere near it. Mm-hmm. What is it, Mark? Like, is... Is, is he I more of an, an impact player coming off the bench when the game is run? Is he I, don't, I don't really know, Paul, because we, yeah. until he gets a run in the team, uh, we don't see enough of him. Do you know what I mean? Maybe if he gets a run in the... I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with the guy's confidence. I mean, mm-hmm. he's still... Do you know what I mean? He seems to be a kind of confident in his own ability and what he's doing on the part, but it just didn't seem to work for him at all today. I don't yeah, know whether, I, as I said, it's... Give him a run in the team, to let him settle in and get to know his teammates a bit better or that, but... I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with my tour today. You know, you know he, like, I, I agree with you, Mark. Like, he's never really had a run in the team either. You know, to, to kind of show us what he can. It's always kind of 20-minute chemos, 15-minute chemos when the game was won. Like, but it's two starts now, really, Mark, that he's got. And he had the one against Hearts as well there a couple of weeks back, and he kind of didn't kind of take off in that game either if, if you could if you could remember that it wasn't kind of his best Aye. game they're, like the Mickey eighty seven saying it could have been the pitch for Haxabanovic. I mean you've always got to throw that in when you're playing against against I just keep I, 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 I've bit. said it before Mark and I I've said it a long time and I don't know like has Jonas seen much of him but for me Mark I think he's He'd be much better, more central in in a more O'Reilly role or more more. I'd, I'd role. like to see him in there. I'd like to see yeah. him there in the middle. Aye, 
you know, I, I, I just think it's he just seems that player mark that he's he's physique and he can pick out a pass. He's a great pass of the ball that maybe a more centre role would, would would be suitable. I don't know, Jonas, have you seen much of Hacks Abanovich and what do you think from the outside? Would you think he'd be more suited to a more centre role? It's probably just a case of the fact that like you need to run a games because it's hard. Mm-hmm. If you're, I mean, I heard the commentator say something like that was his first start in the league since November, so it's now April. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be difficult to have any sort of consistency if you're not if you're not playing regularly. Um, but then again, it's difficult to get into the team when the team's winning, so you've got to try and sort of take those chances. But I think he would probably benefit from a run. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Definitely. Um. I was watching, not often, Mark, I watch a uh, pre-match conference from another manager, right? but for some reason I left on his because he's he never, he, like, he's another home manager, do you get me? He never oh, plays the Celtic for what we no. do or, or how we play. And, and he said, always should have been sent off today for that. I think that sent off would have been harsh if always sent oh, off today, Mark, for that. I really yeah. didn't even think it was a yellow curve, Paul, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't as if... Intention or something. Aye, there was no intention in it. You guys just went to play the ball. I used to was a bit high, but... It was a kind of 50-50 ball, I thought. It was a bit, there was no way it was a red curve. At the most, it was a booting. You know, one of the... Like, you're honest, like, that they don't praise Celtic for what they do. Do you know what I mean? Like, we had... Uh, who was the manager with... Jonas, that said, he managed down in uh, no, it was Lee Johnson, Mark. What did the his manager said right. he managed down in teams down in England, and this is the best Celtic team, he's the best team he came up with rather than Man City. But we seem to never get praise, Jonas, up in Scotland for what we do, you know, by 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 other managers. That's probably just a case. Uh, I mean, McInnes has never been McInnes is that sort of manager but he doesn't really give anybody any credit does he it's always about his team it's one of those managers as well where nothing's ever his fault you know what I mean mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so greeting face the word in it you yeah, know, that's the Scottish term a greeting yeah, face bam ah, he, is, he is and the thing is as well I think he did lay into his own team and say how poorly they were and stuff like that so, but I didn't really listen to much of what he said but like I say I think the position that they're in and stuff like that as well he's, he's obviously no you know, I mean, they're fighting for their life, so they get spanked for, and some of the manner of some of the goals that they conceded, I mean, the first one, the boy was on the edge of the box and he tried to pass back to the goalkeeper, just like ridiculous. Mm-hmm, I understand mm-hmm, why mm-hmm. he was angry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another thing too, Jonas, like just what you're saying there, the team is fighting for relegation and you're the half-empty stadium. And and you see Dundee Dundee United fans, they're coming out in their thousands to support their team, to get behind the team, to keep them up. You know, and it, it's just another thing for me, Mark. Like, you know, it's it's on it's on television, there's gonna be people watching this. You've you have you have a player, uh, a manager from South Korea, Jorgen Klinsman, who's won everything, Mark. You know what I mean? to win in football. He's been to the best leagues, he's played in the best stadiums and can you imagine what he thought when he saw but, that? Picture, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like, that was my opinion on it, Mark. Like, like fair enough, he was coming to watch. Oh, but what did he think of SBL football on the whole today? Like coming to see that plastic pitch, an empty stadium, more Celtic fans than the home team. As as you said, there they're fighting for relegation. Get behind your team, you know. 
Well, wasn't well, much an advert for the Scottish game, right enough, wasn't it? No, no like, 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 what, 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 you know, it was just, you know, I felt I felt a bit sorry for him as well that the team didn't really continue playing that way because I, I when he came on I thought I thought he was going to get one or two goals. I definitely did. He just impressed Klinsmann as well. Aye, there, aye. You know, you know, and you I know. think that was probably Angie's thinking. We'll give him the kind of the second half because he never does it. He never no, does he does it. it you know what I mean? So he must have said I need to give him a decent. Go in there and there. and you dissolve it, like you know what I mean, and then like. You sent the team kind of dog create the chances that we're so used to, you know. But I don't know, Mark. Like if you're having these international managers, the owners coming over, and if they're coming into him, hit, uh, you say half empty stadiums, it's not looking good, you honest, is this? I think as well though, what what are probably a lot of people have looked at is, I mean, they've probably looked at that game, a lot of fans and written that game mm-hmm. off, and they've probably thought to themselves, you know what? I'm not even going to bother going because before we get a doing, it's a daft time. It's dinner time on a Sunday. That's personally for me my worst kickoff time. I hate a Sunday dinner time kickoff day. Eh? Um, and they probably just wrote it off thinking, you know what, we're not going to get in the way we're playing as well. We're not going to get anything from the game. So the, a lot of the fans probably, which isn't the right attitude in my opinion, but that'll probably be some of the reason why there wasn't a great crowd there, like you know. We don't. Sorry, I just eat something there. But like we never see it, Mark, at Dundee United, an empty stadium. Do you know what I mean? We never see it at Hart. We never see an empty stadium at Aberdeen. You know, I just no fourteen. That's fighting relegation, Mark. Like you, you would expect them to come out and support the team. Like you know, like. But do you agree, Mark? That it does. It, is this giving a bad image on 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 SBL? Like that we have these. Managers now coming over for in, watching their international players, and this is what they're looking at half empty stadiums. Like, are they right to judge the, 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 the SBN like the Japanese manager did? Well, you can see that point when they do, Paul. No, I mean, you can see the Japanese manager's point as well, but as we spoke about, if the league's that bad, why does it continue to pick my either? Kilmarnock's a weird club, Paul. They've always been that cute, they've always been weird. There's probably more buses leave for Ibrox on a Saturday or Sunday than there is go to like actual Kilmarnock ground, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was going to say that as well, actually, when you asked me about that as well. They suffer from the fact that they're right in like, sort of Texas Chainsaw Country, as it were, and a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people there tend to, like you say, go and watch Rangers, so there's not actually that many... I mean, if the city of Kilmarnock, if, if the football and base of that city, if more of them supported their local team, then they would get a... A, a decent crowd, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Aye, and it helps their money, helps them become a bigger team, helps them grow as a club. Get better that. players and things like that. Get more through, through the gates, generate more revenue and stuff like that. So yeah, that's what I was going to say, like Mark. Like you know, we have all these these fans, managers, and and teams coming out saying we can't compete with Celtic and Rangers, and like, well then. Support your team. But that's what I was just going to say there, Paul. Did you see kind of the stuff that Hearts were coming out of when they sacked Nielsen? Mm-hmm. It seems like they weren't impressed with 
like his approach to playing Rangers and stuff like that. Yeah, but what, 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 what are you talking about that? Aye. Before that team got sacked last week, like we were but saying, like. Uh, I mean, they caught up for Celtic, Mark, and they played a good game against Celtic. I, I, I and think then he, 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 he dropped six, five or six players for the following week. He changes the full way they played when they were playing Rangers and that. And do you know and what, Mark? Fair Joe's the chairman for coming out saying this. Aye, definitely. I mean? it's, it was like a breath of fresh air, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. What do, you, what do you think of that, Jonas? We spoke about that before, why these teams don't try and have a, kind of, have a go at Rangers when they're in these kind of positions they're in. Yeah, well... The likes of Hearts, like, I mean, this season they've been absolutely battered off Rangers, like 4 nothing at home, and they've been poor against them all year, and they usually tend to give mm-hmm. them a decent game, but I think, is that what their chairman said? He wasn't happy with the way that they were setting yeah, up Yeah, I think he was, saying, like, we, we, he was saying, like, you understand, we got to Celtic Park, we gave him a right go in the semi-final, we gave him a go in the league, and then we go to Rangers, and we just don't even attack their box. Do you know what no, I mean? Like, right, yeah. If they That's want to enough. be the third best team, you honest. They have to compete against every team, do you get me? You know, and they, just, they just never did, Mark. They, they, they didn't, like. No, yeah. that's, for me, it's a hundred, that's a hundred million percent, don't it? Uh, Nielsen's choices and decisions. Definitely. Definitely. We've spoken about it before. Is, is, it like a, is it like a psychological barrier with some of these managers that they just think, well, we, the best we can hope for is just third place? Well, Mark, you, you look at it, right? You look at it, right? I was looking at it there today, right? You had Derek Innes, right? Ne- uh, Robbie Needson, the the lad from um, Livingston, is it? No, Martindale. Martindale. Like, they're all, you could say, like Ranger supporters, and they never, their teams never stand up against against Rangers. No. You know, I remember that time I told you, Mark, uh, he came out one day. And he said that at least Rangers got the three points to try to close the gap in the Celtic. And I'm looking on. If I was a Livy fan, and my man just said that. Do you I know, know what I mean? You know? And I was looking on. Jesus Christ, like, you know what I mean? You know, you wouldn't see it nowhere else. Like, you know what I mean? Imagine that, to be honest, being said down in the Premier League. No, it's you know? nonsense. Like, you, you, but, like and uh, you'd, be fum- you'd be furious if you were a supporter of it that club as well because it would just be like well come on is there any point in me even going to watch these my team against these teams then if that's what the manager's attitude is you know what I mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, it's unbelievable that it's kind of it's, it's just it's became accepted but in Scott in the Scottish game and that's the that's the weird thing about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. something I mean you can't you can't turn around and you can't even have a manager because you support another team or that but the first, I know, the but you, 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 you don't show lines. You know what I mean? You don't show lines. Like, this is your job. Do you know what I mean? You know, you know, like, it's, it's like me merchandising another company's products and taking all my space. Do you know what I mean? That's aye. Basically, just, uh, like, aye, they should. Have, I think the best thing, to, to, I know they've tried it before in that early years, but as, like, like, for teams like Hearts and that, is to go for, like, Either good young Scottish managers that are, are going to just trying to make their, their name for themselves or go for a foreigner. Do you know what I mean? Somebody that's not got any kind of ties to either side in, in Scotland. Because as mm. long as Hearts and as long as Hearts and Aberdeen and that are caught in, even Dundee United are caught in this kind of wee management merry-go-round and that, they're, they're not, never going to date, well, challenge anything. Talking, you're, you're just talking there, no, with, with what you're saying. Like, look, look, look at Barry Robson there, no, for Aberdeen. Aye. 
You know, but Barry, but, Barry Robson's the type of guy that he'd, see if he was playing if Barry Robert Robson was the type of guy who would batter you if you beat him at Tiddly Winks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He's just he's at, he's just a, a winner. He doesn't care right? whether he's Dundee United, whether it's Celtic, whether it's whoever. If if he's playing against them as a manager or a player, all he wants to do is win. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of attitude that that, that should be. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's no way Barry Robson's got to come down and kind of I'll drop my six best players because we're playing Celtic at the weekend. The next, do you know that's never going to happen? But Robbie Nielsen done at Hearts. No, uh, just think one thing there. Just I just have to say is, is do you know what's impressive? A uh, hundred and two goals. Uh, we we have a uh, ten clean sheets, and I think it's a goal difference now of of plus seventy eight. If I, if I'm right with this. Yeah, I just. It's about that, aye. It's about it's a it's about that. You know, I think Mark we're um seventy goal difference. Goal difference, yeah. I just I can't get across. And if we if we if we're actually level now, Mark, I think uh, on the Lisbon Lions run. Alright? So we're level on that. And if we score another fourteen goals, it'll be a club record. I'd my fancies to do that, didn't it? Mm-hmm. I know, don't see why we shouldn't do it the way you're, the way we're playing for half, half, for half a game every game. <laughs> you know, I think, look, you're, you're honest, I think that's what's been impressive by this Celtic team, especially this season, is that there's goals around the squad, you know? Ah, they seem to get, they seem, the goals seem to be quite evenly spread out. You're not relying on Whereas some teams rely on maybe one striker to get all the goals, and then there's a there's a crisis when the boy gets injured or something because there's mm-hmm. not not enough of a contribution. But they seem to be getting goals from from different areas of the pitch, which always helps, eh? Mm-hmm. No, I just had to get that out, Mark. That's impressive, but that really is. Right, hundred goals already. Like you know, we then ten clean sheets. I actually thought we had more, but we actually don't. You know, you know, maybe if Joe Hart saved the penalty mark, we we probably could have had more. To be yeah. fair, I know about it, Paul. It's one of the worst. The standard of the league's one of the worst it's been for a long, long time as well. It has really, Mark, hasn't it? Uh, really, I, I mean, it's like any, any apart from probably, well, us, right, and you could probably throw Rangers into that. Apart from that, but any other team, any other team's capable of beating any other team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the actual overall standard, I don't know, Jonas, what you feel about it, but the actual overall standard of the SPFL is is really, really poor. Than but, Mark, is that, but, Mark, is that, is that coming down to a bit of combination of everything that we talked about throughout the whole season, right? The standard of SPL. We're looking at today, an empty stadium, poor decisions by referees, poor decisions by VAR. You know what I mean? Is is it all kind of grouped together like the the, the standard of football in in the SBL? Like, you know, like, not just the teams, but the overall SBL function. Uh, it you could, know, uh, it could be. And I, I, the way Sky promote the game doesn't help either. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I was actually reading. Um, I mean, that Edinburgh derby wasn't even on the telly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's that's shocking, isn't it? You know, nonsense. That was a nonsense. I don't understand. We were talking about this yesterday going through the United game. Um, why, like? Also, just inconveniencing supporters as well. Why are you making it a twelve o'clock kickoff for fans when it's not going to be televised? You know what I mean? Exactly. If it's not going to be televised, then play it at three o'clock. But the fact that 
it wasn't picked for TV coverage. It was poor, in my opinion, yeah, for a game of that size. Mm-hmm. Well, they did that loads of times this season. Remember the midweek game there was Hearts and uh, Rangers, and they didn't part of Charlotte. There was actually uh, no game on on that but, week, like, you know. Buzz, Buzz puts the stats up on the forum and that, and Faith Sky took back yours, the, uh, the, the coverage poll. They've no, they've no met the criteria. No, they've the never had. No, they never showed no. the full, the full agreed package amount of games. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was something like eight games short of their quota last year. Yeah, gosh, yeah. And they didn't they, even show the relegation battles back down there. They were good relegation battles aye, last aye. season. You know? I mean, they missed that by eight games. I mean, as it's, it's Sky, all Sky bother about is getting the Derby games. Anything else, they don't really give a stuff about Scotland. I really don't think. No, that's true. You can see, I mean, see, I mean, even when it was with BT, you could see the difference. BT were, were trying to help promote the Scottish game and stuff like that. Well, Chris Sutton does a good job of getting a bit of kind of interest in it going, but the, the, cover, the difference in the coverage between Sky and BT is night and day. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. is. And I still, that, going and signing that new Sky deal when they did there, that was just absolutely bonkers, Paul. You should have been on about that. You thought that via play, yeah? Aye, we're going to maybe make a move and stuff like that. Yeah, but and, there's a team now, Mark, that um, I think there's there are three years I think left in the, the Sky Premier League uh, rights and the rumour is the Premier League themselves are looking for different sources to stream the, the Premier League and Sky are actually going mental over it like they're going ballistic over it like you know that hopes you do I, this I, like I the Ur League or the Pub League? The Pub League oh, The really? Pub League yeah they're, they're, they don't know like if they give the contract to Sky uh, thing like that, oh. they might look at different um, different things like via play now, uh, sell more rights to Amazon who actually have rights now at this moment, they show a few games on the streaming service you know, this, like, it was scandalous out of the, the, the SPL market to, to, to just sign that contract straight away without looking Aye. to see what was out there you know Aye. absolutely yeah. stupidness just, you know? it's just kind of short sightedness that you expect for Scotland, Paul for the guys mm-hmm. who run the Scottish game, I mean, every if there's a wrong decision to make, they'll make it. In it, Jonas. That's basically oh. how it has been for years. No, correct. And the, the the problem is, like I say, as soon as they wave a wee bit of cash in their face, they just take the first deal. I was like, remember years ago when they they signed that contract with Satanta Sports instead of Sky because Satanta mm-hmm. promised the money Aye. quicker, and then Satanta folded, and it caused Folded. a lot of clubs problems. Whereas if it went with Sky back then, they would have had the bigger deal, which was like 150 million. And then Sky turned around and well, well, Kim, what you sniffed at his last time, so here's a new contract which is worth about 50 million or something. Aye, aye, aye. They shot themselves in the foot by instead of going to be an established broadcaster like Sky and getting the same deal as they were getting from Satanta, they, they signed that Satanta contract because they were waving the money at them, and then the company folded whatever two years into the the deal or whatever it was, and then. Sky turned around and said, well, here, here's an offer for half what we gave you first time. So, scandalous. Should have had to take it then, you They take it, they had no one else there then at the time. So they didn't, there was no one else there, was there? Aye, that's it. They put yeah. it into their hands. No, yeah. honestly, if you go and buy something, Paul, you can't, and then you find it cheaper somewhere else. You can't go and just take one of your boat back. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just, again, it's just the people that... It's like a wee bowling club. That's what the Scottish football seems to be run like. And it's just until we get people in that can have like a bigger, a, a, 
a look at the bigger picture or even even fun is the bigger picture. We're just always going to be going around in circles, scrimping and scraping and taking like the crumbs off of the tables that we get flung at us and it's no right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Mark, what, what, what I liked about today's thing as well was the, the two young lads, Marco Vesa and uh, Ben Somers coming on. You know, that Ange now seems to be kind of bringing in either if they're not on the bench, they're getting a bit of game time, Mark, which is something we've been speaking about for years on the podcast. It's, it's good to, to actually see it happen now. Aye, definitely. Yeah. That's how young players, that helps them progress, Paul. Even, mm-hmm. maybe not even getting on, but just being in about the first team, the full day, the full match day, the experiences, how it is to be in the first team and how it all works. And to get on and get a bit of game time is just a bonus. But that's what, it's a, it's a, Important, very important part of players' progression for a young player. It really is, and it's something that Celtic have never, they've not no really done it for years. With that many managers that weren't into youth players, and that's the kind of way it went. But oh, Anne said something the other week. He says, "I'm not, I'm not just doing this for the kind of sake of ticking a box and putting young players in it. They're, they're at the level now that that's where they need to be." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not doing it, Mark, just for the sake that he said, isn't it? That if they, aye, if they get into it, like, and to be fair, Ben Somers now has been getting a good few goals and been playing well. I think Rocco Vesa would have been got more game time, Mark, bar he was kind of injured the last couple of months, but it's actually good to see him back because he looks like a nice young talent, Mark, hopefully that would come through the likes. Aye, aye, home, hopefully. He's, you know, I mean, he's well rated. There's a few well-rated players Paul the well, Summers we've got Big Boss and Lil and that as well and, uh, who's the other young guy that everybody raves about oh, somebody in the chat will know his name I keep forgetting the guy's name yeah. it was only the day it was only the day I found out that there was that wee Ben Summers that uh, played Tommy Bonds aye aye yeah. I only found that out the day Paul I didn't know that yeah I played Tommy Bonds in the, the Celtic documentary want this aye you know Um Japanese manager, Christ, my, how am I going to pronounce this? Like, Higgy, I'm not even, we start to say Japanese manager, right? <laughs> Plans to travel to Europe before the end of the season. He also wants to travel to Celtic where he wishes to speak to Ange about his players, Kyogo, Miida, Hayase, Uwasa and Kobayashi. He hopes to build a proper relation with Celtic and the Celtic manager. Mm. Ange Pascal, because of his recent comments about the standard of Scottish football and the, the players played in it. Is he trying to build bridges here, Mark? Or what's the, the, the thing? Because if you look at right, when we signed Owasa, he was the next big thing, Mark, coming out of Japan. All right? The superstar, the young player coming up. And if he doesn't get into the upcoming squads, Mark. Does this fellow have a bias against Scottish football is what I'm saying then, you know? Well, I don't know, Paul, I don't think so. Mm. I really don't. I think, I, I, well, it's like, why Kyogo doesn't get on his team? Because it doesn't suit his system. Mm-hmm. You can't just, an international manager isn't he just going to pull a player in, call a player up into his squad because He's, oh, he's doing well for his club, but it doesn't suit his. Do you get what I mean? There's no well, that's what I said, Mark. Like, why doesn't he, why doesn't he come out and just say that that Hayase and Kyogo don't suit my style of play? You know, and then we go fair enough. Like, but to be so critical of the league 
and the standard of football shouldn't be like because that's for me marking twice and then then to lead the club to get into international football you get you know Ah, uh, it might do, especially for like people coming from Japan. It's a massive honour for them to represent their country in that. But well, there are what I get two caps in 2019 and two caps in 2022. Mhm. So it's not exactly. No, yeah, no, that's it's kind of late. It's kind of late for day breaking to the international team. Ah, he's twenty-six, Paul. Yeah, he's not. You're not either, like. I mean, I know, I know. It does take time for they get through that kind of college system in that year in Japan and stuff like that. But I mean, there, I'm just looking at it now. You get three caps for the under twenty threes, seven mm-hmm. for the under nineteens, and five for the under fifteens. I mean, he's not really caught. I know he's get kind of player of the year in Japan, but he's never really had a, a run in the national team to back that up. If you know, does that make sense? I'm not saying mm-hmm. he's not the. He shouldn't have got player of the year, but you think a player of the year in the league would be a, a kind of international stalwart, wouldn't you? Mhm. I just think Mark he's just so defensive. He just he's just such a defensive manager, Mark, and to me just as you said there, like they just don't suit his system. You know, I think I think that really is what it is. You know, but the thing you're assigned getting out about is he's crystal of the league, right? But then he's picking Dyson Mida. Like is like that's gonna say like the likes of Kyogo, like maybe I or Hayase Maybe I have to leave Celtic to get into this Japanese team, which it it really isn't because they just don't suit the system. You know? Yeah, no, I, I think the league comments are a bit hypocritical because, like mm-hmm. you say, why would you come out and slag the league, but then you pick a guy that plays in the league? So that's a bit that's a lot of nonsense in my opinion. And I think, it, like I say, I've watched Japan and they are very defensive. And he just doesn't. If you don't suit the boy's system, you don't suit his system. So mm-hmm. I don't think that if they move to a different country. It's not going to make any difference to them because they're not going to get any steam if they don't suit the way he plays. So I think it's irrelevant, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because, Mark, we think I'm just stubborn, but from what I was reading from the the, the lads on and, Twitter, and like that, this fella is is stubborn. Like, aye, no way like, would he back down with the Japanese FA that's a no, World Cup squad. No. Aye, that's yeah. it. I mean, they're, they're uh, Mickey 87 seen the Japan manager took pelters out there for no including Hattai and Kyogo. Yeah, I sure remember I said that. Did they, not, I, did they not even get brought up in like, their, their version of Parliament? Did you see our Parliament and everything got involved with Kyogo and everything saying Aye. that they wanted a meeting with the manager to find out why Kyogo and man- was and basically said, if he bring Kyogo into my team, I'd leave. Aye. Just before the World Cup. Aye. You know? You know, and I'm actually surprised, Mark, that they actually kept him on because of all the controversy in and around the World Cup. But as, as you said there, Mark, like uh, just after the World Cup, he proved his point, really. Like, didn't they, they, they got a good run in the World Cup, like, aye. didn't they? Aye. You know? So, I the boy, but he was vindicated. They're a big word for me, yeah. But if, aye, he was vindicated in the World Cup for no taking him. People say, ah, but if they took him, maybe they'd go further than that. But, I mean, who, I can't, who was it that put them out? Jonas, you'll know that off the top of your head, probably. Um, I think it was... Croatia, I think, was it? Yeah, Croatia on penalties, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, it was penalties, Croatia. Aye, aye. You know, I mean, they, aye, they beat, they beat Spain, in fact. Yeah, they, they beat did, Spain yeah. the round before, yeah. They beat Germany. Do you know what? They beat Germany and beat Spain. And people are uh, just... 
Is that, I, I, Paul, I'm, I don't want them to get into the national teams either, do you know what I mean? We've spoken I know that, Mark, right, yeah, but my concern is like, like, is that, like, as you said, they're like for the Japanese players' Mark, it's an honour to, it's, it's an honour Jonas for any football to represent our country, and if you're not getting called up to the Scottish team, and, and if your manager's coming out saying those stuff about the league, Mark, you are going to think that maybe I have to move to uh, a better league, you know, you know? Well, he doesn't seem to pick many actual Japanese-based players either, does he? No, he kind of... Kind of everywhere, Mark. One day he picked that lad from Bryson and the, the lad from Arsenal uh, to not getting in... But he's not getting into that Arsenal team either, but the, the lad from that Brighton... You know, Bright, he's, he's, a, he's a good player, that wifey Brighton. Yeah, Matoma, yeah, he is a good player, eh? Yeah. Right, so he's doing some job there, actually, ain't he? Uh, Zebra, ain't he? With Brighton, ain't he? Fairly you know, yeah, you know, nice team to. Uh, is it two wins though, Mark? I think is it is it two more wins? The the league is done and dusted. Is this? Or we win the league against Hearts or something? Is that? Well, I've not even looked, didn't you, when we actually win the league, Paul? You know, <laughs> we don't cause just cause it's a it's a foregone conclusion, really, isn't it? You know, it's it's not kind of when it's kind of not it not not if it's kind of when. Aye, so aye. I think it's, you know. You know, would you like it to be at Ibrox, Mark, and beat them at Ibrox to win the league? Or? Ah, that would be alright, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. That would be a bit, that would be a laugh. They, mm-hmm. that, I could I see, be honest, but Paul, that I don't would be pitch invasions and everything if that was happening at Ibrox, are they? Jeez, I imagine if I the SPL won't let that in, Mark. You know, especially when there's no Celtic fans there, no everything and. All the con- all the stuff there last week, you honest with with Kevin Clancy, which is just ridiculous, you honest, isn't it? Like targeting the fellow's house and sending him death threats, his wife death threats, his kids. It's 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 gone a bit too far with the club now at this stage. It is. See, the end of the day, right? Referees have bad games, and I'm one of the biggest critics of referees, especially mm-hmm. media and things. And I'll give them pelters, but I would never ever go as far as giving them personal abuse and you'll shout your piece from the stands and you'll maybe rant and rave about them on social media but that's as far as it goes you, you're certainly not going to start trying to find out where the boy lives or trying you know what I mean it's taking it too far eh? mm-hmm. really has Mark can't it like and he didn't rest this week Mark he took the, the weekend Aye. off but you know like, as, as Jonas says there Mark we, we scream about referees and we scream about, but, but to do that what they did, like Tarka, his house, his wife, or her job, and you know, it's it's a scumbag behaviour. That, but Mark, like, why aren't the SBL coming out punishing the club because of this? You know, it's like brushed under the carpet, and, uh, because, or the because, police are dealing with it, or let the police deal with it, you know. No, but well, the, if it, well, fair days, if the police are dealing with it, and I've no doubt that they will, they'll appear in the media in that case, in a couple of months, of folk getting done for it, I really do, but eh. Uh, because it's not covered by, uh, oh, what is it, it's called again? Strict liability, isn't it? That's what they call it. They've not got that in Scotland. That's how, mm-hmm. I mean, like, mind it, was it, I can't even mind it, was it a Croatian team that came out and a couple of their fans get stabbed when they were playing Rangers? It's like, mm-hmm. that, it's, if it's knowing the footprint of the stadium or something like that, you know, the, canny, the club can't be held responsible for it because... It's strict liability. That's what they call it. I'm sure that's the clubs kind of responsible for their fans' behaviour. So if they do, the fans do do something, the club do get held responsible for it. 
but I'm sure I'm just, I don't know if I actually went to a vote with, with the Scottish teams, but uh, I don't know if it went that far. But there wasn't that many uh, clubs that were keen on it. No. Did we talk to Janet Finley about that man at that time when she was on, didn't we? Aye, aye. You know, like, would you be, sorry, would you be in favour that come to Scotland or? Oh, eh, uh, I'd probably, to be honest, I would. As long as it, see, as long as it wasn't stupid things like singing songs, unless it's really, really, really sick songs, do you get what I mean? But you can't, it's like, you can't find Celtic for a group of guys walking down the street singing a rebel song. Uh-huh, do you know what uh-huh. I mean? And even down to the same extent, you can't hold Rangers responsible for a wee crowd of guys walking down the street singing an orange song. But can you mind that thing when they were in the tunnel singing the famine song and the police were all there? Exactly. Like, things like that. I the slammed in Exactly. You know? I cracked on things like that and then I... They're making their way to the stadium in an organised group, I mean, basically breaking the law, and the police are marching aside them and giving them an escort to the stadium and stuff like that. I'd like to see stuff like that get brought in for, to cover that, but it's not, I mean, it was like that offensive behaviour bill thing, Jonas, that was a load of garbage, wouldn't it? You'll have been writing about that as well, I take it. Aye, that was a lot of nonsense, because the problem with that kind of thing is, is it's like, where do you draw the line, you know what I mean? If there's too many grey areas, you know what I mean? And it's too subjective as well, because what one person might deem offensive behaviour might not be deemed the same so yeah that was never going to work it was just too there was too many grey areas surrounding that especially now as well where uh, the way the world is going do you know what I mean everyone's getting offended over everything Mark you know Uh, it's it's easy I mean we've probably said a couple of things tonight that people could get offended at that's what it's like woke into that's what they call it woke Aye, I mean I, I'm I'm quite a I don't, I'm quite a liberal guy with my politics and stuff like that. But uh, but I've I've said to Jacqueline a I'm I'm glad I don't get the house in that now because I'd be saying just just things normally. I mean, how many times have I said things to you, Paul? And the two have laughed at it, and you're like, oh, and even you've done it with me. You're younger mm-hmm. than me. Seems to be like an age thing. It's just and Twitter's rife with it as well. Just anything I thought to offend to get offended at, and some people are going to pounce on it. And as soon as mm-hmm. a couple of pounds on it, it's kind of snowballs and snowballs and becomes an issue. Yeah. It really, really has. Um, this year, as well, uh, in the SBL, more so than previous years, we, we've seen uh, a lot of managers uh, being sacked. The honest and Davison today being sacked by St. Johnston. Do, do you agree with Did they make the right choice or should they have... I don't understand what else cut like I mean, if I was Callum Davidson, see when he won the double that season, mm-hmm. he probably wasn't gonna be able to take the club any further. So I think he should have moved on then, personally. Yeah. But I think I think it's a bit late to sack him now. But teams are just starting to teams are starting are getting desperate and panicking. And I know that might sound hypocritical because we start being fogged, but that was never the right decision in the first place. We had to get exactly. we had to get we were bottom of the league and we were heading down we were heading down with him in charge. We had to go and get someone in that had experience, which is understandable. But I don't think St Johnston will get anybody better than Callum Davidson I mean, what they might be hoping for is someone comes in for seven games and they get that new manager bounce mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't see that it's very difficult to see there being a massive turnaround in their fortunes 
and because the boys got the the boys got to work with the same squad as well for the next seven games, so it's not as if he can go and make bring in any players or anything like that. I think it's just a panic move because they're obviously desperate not to go down, not to mm-hmm. go down, you know. Mm-hmm. I think they'll regret that. I think they'll regret that as well because I don't. I mean, they've been dragged into the relegation zone, like into the battle now. They're only four points behind us. They were sitting ten points behind us a couple of weeks ago. But I, I just don't see. I just think it's a knee-jerk reaction. I, don't think, I think I think they should have stuck it out with them. You know what I mean? Do you know what well, it was? Well, when we spoke about that, mind they were in a bit of a sticky situation last year, and I was talking about getting sacked. Mind Paul. But then he turned it round, there. Mm-hmm. Eh? Aye, and we spoke about that game. The guy just won them two cups. Yeah, it's because he, he was entitled to try and get. He was entitled to the time to try and turn it around. And as you said, there, Jonas, he done it. So I think you should have just done that again. Just just before the the World Cup, right? They were they were they were, they were sixth, and they, they were they were, they were I think they were nearly four wins or five or something like that. And they were sixth, but after the World Cup, they they dipped. They only won one game, and that was it. That was in February. Like that World Cup actually disrupted disrupted a lot of football clubs' form as well. You honest in in December. Thing you is know? as well, like you can use the World Cup and. Say okay, we were playing decent. We had decent momentum prior to the World Cup and things like that. But at the end of the day, everybody, every club's in the same boat. They knew mm-hmm. the World Cup was happening, so I don't think you can use that as an excuse. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, everybody knew it was happening, and it's the same for every team. Everybody had to stop because of the World Cup. It's not like half a dozen teams continued playing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe clubs like St Johnson should have used that break party improve. I mean, I mean like they're, 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 they're a month, a month, a month, three kind of new games. You want is just all coaching. So why not use that month to improve? Maybe they, Johnson, that, they didn't have yeah. any players away to the World Cup. Do you know what I mean? They only had Waterspoon for Canada. And to be fair, they were maybe thinking to themselves, oh, "We're sitting pretty in sixth place. We'll just use this as a bit of a holiday." They maybe gave the team two, three. Mm-hmm, weeks mm-hmm. Off, which is what I was angry about with United, the predicament that we were in. We ended up giving them about three weeks off or something out of the five or six weeks that we never played. And for a team bottom of the league, I thought it was an absolute nonsense, personally. Of course, you would, Jonas. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was like Celtic Blackie went to Australia and played games. But Jonas is saying there, you'd have had them in training like dogs every day, Jonas, wouldn't you? Yeah, they maybe gave them a week off or something just to let them recover a wee bit. And but you understand that, injuries, but that yeah, as well, Jonas, like what you were saying there uh, a while ago about being in Goodwin, he needed an experienced manager. And that just shows a difference between the experienced manager and Ian Fox. I couldn't see Goodwin do that. You know, giving players three weeks off to a World Cup break. I really Goodwin. couldn't. Goodwin came out and basically, Stephen Fletcher said in the press last week that United, that United weren't fit enough. So that's a damning indictment of the, the, and I think what he's done as well is he's ripped up a lot of the sports science nonsense because they were guided by all the sports science garbage, training two or three times a week and everything and saying that was, gave you maximum potential. Goodwin had them in over the international break and basically treated it like a mini pre-season. They had them in every day, Sundays, cancelled all days off, got them running and, and it's been proven in the last couple of wins that the fitness levels have, have improved, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. backed up by the results since he's came in, so... It's well, he has, you honest, like he's two, 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 two wins in a row, and you're all to the bottom. You're, I know you're leveling points for Killy, but going on to what Killy performance today, like I can actually see Kilmarnock go down. No, like I say, I mean, the psychological boost that being off the bottom of the league yeah. has is, is massive as well, because like Goodwin said in his post match interview yesterday, 
that when we look at the league table tonight, we're no longer at the foot of the table. So that, that has a massive psychological impact and it also keeps the pressure on other teams. And like I say, we've been able to drag St Johnston into it as well. There's a couple of teams above us starting to look over their shoulder now as well that we're probably comfortable, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like Mark like Goodwin kind of got him out of that rot, didn't he? Like, you know, saying there, like the psychological thing of being off the foot of the table, being oh, down uh, there for so long, uh, fighting that scrap, you know? Uh, because even that, oh, this is a case of just even saying to players, well, look how far you've came for I came in. Look how far you've came in the last couple of... Do you know what I mean? The, for the bottom of the table, ah, you're still still in the mix, but you're you're no actually right down in any of the two dangerous places anymore. So you just keep working away, doing what, I, doing what I'm telling you today. Not your melting, and we'll, we'll be safe. That's it. And the, the, the thing, like what you said there, Mark, was getting that getting two back to back wins with Livingston to come at home next week before the split. I, mean, I was just going to say that you should fancy that win there, Jonas. Uh, you'd be looking to win that. Especially at home because you're not having to go to that plastic Aye. car, and they're not in. Okay, they won yesterday against St Johnston, but they've not been in great form, Livy. And we we've got confidence in that now going into it. But I I said that I would have took as I would have took another three points before the split, which would have been either against I would have took another win, which we got yesterday. But now if we can get another victory, if we can get three wins on the spin going into the split, when you play all the teams round about mm-hmm, you, that's mm-hmm. what confidence, you know. Mm-hmm. Evening, jo- evening, John. Thanks very much for coming in again, mate. Nice to see you. Just going on the plastic pitches there, like if Kilmarnock do go down, to, if we only live in next season, like, like should the clubs have a vote? Should these, the, uh, or would it make a difference, Mark, if they had a vote, like to get rid but of these plastic pitches? You would need to give them an amount of time, but Paul. Yeah, I know they could do it the season, yeah. Uh, exactly. uh, you can't just turn around and say in the summer, right? They're not allowing any of these absolute garbage nonsense plastic pitches in the league. But, eh. Uh, Absolutely. It's it's fair, Mark, like, Kilmarnock's pitch is, is, is a much better artificial pitch than, than Livingston's. Livingston's just looks like sand. But that, that doesn't say much for it, does it, Paul? No. See, it's even, it's, I don't know, because of whether it's a sky glass, whatever it is in that, but see, even watching it on the telly, it kind of, it kind of hurts my eyes. Mm-hmm. The, see, the way the, I don't know whether it's the way the light hits it or where it is, but... The, the patterns on it and stuff like that kind of hurts my eyes if I stare at it for too long on the telly. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised, you honest, like that these pitches are left in, in, in profession. I know like they have to kind of have them over in Scandinavia and stuff like that because of the snow and stuff like that over there. But in the SBL, like, you, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm not a big fan of them anyway, you know, but no. how they left, like, you know? It's, it's a difficult subject. Like, I, I obviously don't want them, but then you would have to then as the governing body, you would have to then compensate these clubs because you see a lot of these clubs, the reason they've got plastic pitches is one, it means that they don't need to, to, to have an external training base, uh-huh. which is cost of, which saves them money. And also, these plastic pitches get hired out to like the community for five uh, sides. Seven, seven nights a week, but yeah. seven nights a week there's something going on with them. It's like Aki's, you know, that's what mm-hmm. it is down there. And the, the thing is, these clubs need these pitches probably to generate extra revenue that they're not getting through the gates. When you, especially when you look at the likes of Hamilton or Livingston that carry pretty small support, they're not getting it through the gates, so they have to generate revenue somehow. So if the governing body was to then say, right, everything's got to go back to grass, I mean, Livingston turned around and said it would cost them a million quid to rip their pitch up, so you can understand why they'd be against them. There'd have to be some sort of funding put in place for them to, to sort of compensate for the fact that they're then having to get rid of the pitch. 
Mm-hmm. And, then, and then it's a case of all the other clubs are saying, well, how come they're getting money because of their pitch? Yeah, that, not... that's the problem. And it comes, then it opens a can of worms because then clubs will turn around and say, well, we've got a grass part, but we didn't get any extra help with the upkeep of our pitches. I mean, clubs, the upkeep no, of are, you say, are, are you saying clubs? No, or just club? Because I'm looking at Rangers complaining about that. There are not a club getting money and they're not getting money. That would be hot, probably. Yes. And the, the, the problem you've got, like you say, is as well, like, for example, the maintenance of a grass park, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. I imagine it'll be, it'll be more cost costly the equipment that you'll need to maintain a grass pitch, the fertilizers, the way you've got the water, the the lamps that you know how they put the heat lamps on to go, like the grass in certain parts. So I would imagine a, a an artificial park. I mean, don't like I'm not an expert on groundskeeping, so I'm not 100 percent sure on what it entails cost wise. But just off the top of my head, I could imagine that it'll cost you more to up for the upkeep of a plastic park, uh, a, a grass park. Sorry. Aye, aye, definitely. It's just see that just. Oh, they had, what is it, the irrigation stuff in the water and then the heat lamps. I mean, they're no cheap to run them when they've got them on for, you know, I mean, my Celtic kid, them are half the parts for, for about, about two weeks, wasn't it, Paul? They, mm-hmm. well, I mean, they're no cheap in that, but... I mean, who was it? Was it Rosenberg we played? Was yeah. It Rosenberg? They, What's the difference, man? That was like grass. Aye, that was... I mean, I had no complaints about that for an artificial mm-hmm. pitch. Love yeah, grass. Bobby, Bobby saying use the old red ash pitches. Oh. Ah, you're all right, Bobby, man. <laughs> Get a slight tackle on them. Hell, are you know about that guy. Ah, if, if you slight. Jesus Christ, I remember going home, home and I was ripped after playing. Ah, yeah, graft. I used to have the padded goalkeeper pants on with Denmark and I still go home and the fucking legs were ripped. You know I, was, I, mean? I was actually it's thinking it's about them. What game was I watching? I can't even mind what it was I was watching the other night. And that's what, that's what came into my head. Can you mind, Paul, well, you know, well, Paul, but goalkeepers, all the, their, their tops had padded elbows and padded shoulders and like their thighs and hips had padded. Yeah, so Mark, I remember. No, I remember going back there like to uh, Italian 90 there when, you know, when Ireland had the grey goalkeeper joins the Pacquiao Raw. Aye, aye. And you buy that at the time. The the elbows would have the padding on them. It was when you bought them, they had the padding, and if you bought the shorts, the short like no keepers, no lights wear wear padded. Uh, Aye, padded, I unless it's so, unless you wear something underneath them, Paul. Mhm. I don't. To be honest, I don't know, but it's still going to hurt you. When you're diving on it, and your hip, your hips crashing off the ground. Into I don't. Maybe it's underneath. You get cy- cycling shorts with pads and all that. In them. Uh, the grass, the grass pitches nowadays as well. Back in the, even the early nineties, a lot of them were like a brick. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, the way the pitches. But modern groundskeeping's that good now that like diving on that. It's a pretty soft surface than most of the grass parts now. But I can understand it would be more painful to be a goalkeeper on an artificial surface because it's more. It's obviously a harder surface. You know uh, what I mean. Yeah, because that's why I'm surprised, to be honest, like you don't see the likes of Hart or the Kilmarnock goalkeeper there today walk or like they're just wearing shorts and have their socks up to their knees. Like, you know what I mean? Sure, God, if they're sliding there, it's going to rip you. Like, oh, is, is it just different surface or what? You know? What was it? See, like when well, you played with Mikey's game, you and it's Mikey's charity game. See, like going that kind of surface. What would happen if you've done a, like a right 
hefty sliding tackle and that? Are you getting are you getting a burner in? No, like it wasn't like Falkirk's artificial pitch is actually quite a decent surface. Like uh, it, it got, looked all right for the sidelines anyway. You really it looked a bit it looked kind of grassy like to, to, to nah, for the sidelines. There was a couple of times when I got taken down and that on it, like when I was running with the ball and I got fouled and whatever. And like when you fell over it, it wasn't overly painful. Like you know what I mean? So. These so pitches you're are actually like, getting a bu- like a burn because I don't, I'd imagine only that Livingston pitch if you get a bad slide tackle. Yeah, Livingston pitch, Mark, reminds me Lord Hockey pitch. And the thing is, they pitches are they're heavily watered. They pitches as well, though, so that takes the edge off it. Like you know, it's not like you're playing on on them dry, so you get more friction. So most of the artificial parts are well watered before before playing on them. You know. Mhm. Mhm. I don't know. I take, you, I take you when you like fancy United fitting an artificial pitch. Nah, no chance. I'd be raging about that. Do you know? I mean, even, I mean, even, I mean, even when you kind of nitpick about it, I suppose what we've got at Celtic Park is an artificial pitch. Hi, it's, yeah. like, uh, it's a bit of a mixture of both like grass and plastic. But I mean, we've, we've spoke about how bad that's been, been been acting up since we fitted it, sir. It's weird, like, who is it, like, Wembley, you know, that years the same, the same one as Celtic, and yet yours kind of cuts up, but it doesn't seem to do it for all these other big teams that do it. Is it maybe something to do with the weather in Scotland? Yeah, that plays a part in why Scott, these teams keep plastic pitches as well. Yeah, the weather does play a factor, but we've got new ground staff this season, and our park's been in pretty much immaculate all season. Obviously, in the winter, you'll get the bald goldmouths and things, and, like, maybe at the corner areas, there's slightly less grass, but... Our park traditionally sort of deteriorates over winter time, but apart from like the gold mouse, our pitch has actually been in really good nick this year because we've got, I can't remember where the guy came from, but he's won awards in that. Like, we've, like they went out and spent a lot of money on the ground staff in that this year to be, to, and to put doing a better surface in that. And That's good investment, I think, but it's it, for a couple of things it's, like that. It really is. It is, like, because it improves your standards of football as well, Mark, that, as we say, like to maintain the ball and to be able to play for it. It actually, your pitch, Jonas, now would actually suit the way Jim Gooden wants to play. Yeah, because we, yeah, because the way he wants to play is get the ball on the deck and pass it. You yeah. know what? I mean? So it is a surface that's better suited to that type. And you ask any player at any level, the, the one, you want to be playing on as good a surface you can possibly play on. You know what I mean? Mhm, mhm, mhm. Uh, Yesterday, Jonas, the, the pressure on young McGrath taking that penalty today and to, to hold his nerve, like, because that was, it was either a one point or three points, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you know, he, he, he's done it two weeks in a row now, he converted yeah. against a penalty, and he's a very, he was composed, I never, I wasn't too nervous, I was nervous, I, I was too, I was nervous last week, I never even watched the penalty, I just shut my eyes and then I was mm-hmm. watching the noise round the book. I had to ask my mate after what side the penalty went and then I had to get it back <laughs> on the highlights because I didn't, I couldn't have watched, I was too nervous, but um, I had confidence that he was going to tuck it away yesterday. But like you say, it's like every every penalty in our situation depresses. Mm-hmm, exactly, yeah. Because at the end of the day, that that lifted us off, there was a difference between going off the bottom of the league or going a point behind County, so with them having already lost, and with you boys having Kilmarnock, it was a, an opportunity for us. It was a likely that our rivals were going to drop points this week, so it, it was good that we capitalised on it. No, uh, I was very when I, when I actually saw it. Like I, I saw your Twitter post and I gave you a like. But in fairness, Mark, two wins out of two. I actually can see just, just going by what I see today, and I can actually see Kilmarnock and Ross County 
being the two teams there? I think that's who it's going to be. Well, as we said earlier on, we don't know what's going to happen with St. Johnson. St. Johnson are right in the... Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, you see, but that's a big call by Dave Jonas, right? It is. I think, yeah. I'm just looking at the league table with now, Jonas. I'd, I'd say, I wouldn't be surprised if you've finished eighth. Well, we can, that'll be the aim to try and push on. and Because even things like... Good, Jim Goodwin said that yesterday, his post-match call, uh, interview as well, that... Every position is prize money for the club and it helps your budget mm-hmm, for next mm-hmm. year and all Aye. that kind of stuff. So our aim should be to obviously, first of all, cement, make sure... I mean, we're not going to get carried away yet. We've only won two wins in a row and we're still in a bit of bother. But another couple of wins and we can hopefully start looking up the table, you know Aye. what I mean? There's a wee bit of light at the end of the tunnel for you, Zinu. Do you know what I mean? It's been out the bottom two places. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which, I, which I told you last time you were on, didn't I? See, I right. don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm talking about. You need to start well, listening to me a bit more. The thing is, as well, mate. I, out of all my pals, even in the group chat and that, right, I'm always the one that's saying that we've got like survival, and I've been getting it pelters all year by because there's some boys that are a bit more negative and some boys that are. And I'm always an optimistic sort of guy, and I've always said that I still believe that we could stay up there. And I'm sorry. When I when I when I saw you, Goodwin, in your honest, I I can't just that Goodwin keep you up, but. If if you would have kept Fox, I say you'd be gone already. There would have been a gap there, I think. You know. The, the, the good thing is that we were. The good thing for me was the fact that we were still with we were still in touch. Yeah, exactly. Because any other season, it's a miracle that we we hadn't won. Our win last weekend was our first win in the league since the first uh, the first of January. So Jeez. I mean, oh. to, to go on a run as bad as that and still be in with a shout of staying up. You know what I mean? Aye, when you put it like that, it's kind of... Exactly. Just exactly. when you're talking about you the boy McGrath taking out a penalty, what did you think of Kyogo the day taking out a penalty? Shocking. I mean, I'm not getting into all the thing with Kyogo again, but I was talking about it with Mike earlier on in that, but I mean, what's the other laughing in the... Do you know what I mean? As if... I, I just... I, I'm not saying I knew he was going to miss it, but... It was that it took that long and he was laughing and smiling and joking, joking stuff and that. So what's he playing at doing that? Mm-hmm. Thing is, it's one, it, it, it's one of these things, is it, mate? It's like if the penalty goes in, then nobody says anything and everybody will be like, "Oh, he was right to, to be calm and he knew what he was doing and everything." These kind of things only backfire when it it doesn't go in. You know what I mean? And that's when you leave yourself open to a bit of bit of a backlash. But at the end of the day. Just get your head down and get the get it put in the net, and aye, then have aye. a laugh and joke after you've you've done your job. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I, like, I don't know why Kyogo took it to be honest either. But I was looking at Mark more, maybe more Riley to take that or something, or maybe Callum Mack to take that. I was going to say Callum Mack. I don't know why he didn't step up. Mm-hmm. How do you feel with him today, actually, Mark, in in that more forward role? And Iwasa in in the centre. Well, even though he's playing that kind of further forward, but Paul, he's, st- he's still the main man. He's still, I he's think still the man that's pulling the strings. It's merely like when we're a defensive Paul, yeah. that becomes a CDM. But going yeah. forward, it's still Cal Mack that's pulling the strings. The way I was looking at it today, Mark, and it, it was kind of. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A bit too old to pivot the game. I noticed that we kind of had two pivots. McGregor and Oasa were kind of next to each other. You know? Aye, aye. You know, is that something maybe... Down the line, Marker, because so I know you want to just switch back to Celtic, but if you saw there last week against the Rangers game, Mark, you kind of went to a 4 4 2 or a 4 2 2 2 when he, when he bought Owen. And, and that's how we, the reason we conceded those two goals, Mark, is he, he took me either out of the, the left, me either was keeping Tavernier quiet, Mark. Do you know what I mean? Tavernier wasn't getting forward when me either was there. And the minute we either switched off to right and Yasha came in, that's when Tavernier started getting forward. You know? Tavernier's setting goal, I mean, you go to AJ was a bit, it was a bit caught out of position, do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I thought Hart could have done a lot better with that setting goal. Yeah, his kind of positioning was... Wasn't he the, wasn't he the best? I thought he could have maybe made a... Made a I think it's just... It's what we spoke about as well, Paul. It seems to be... More and more people are saying like Hearts the kind of weak link in the team. Mhm. Mhm. Who do, uh, do you think? Who do you think about Hart that season and going oh, forward? Mike, we spoke about goalkeepers a lot. We see Grist in that. You know what I mean? But who do you think Hart this year? I think he's maybe yeah. He, he maybe he doesn't meet. He doesn't seem to make that many big saves, eh? Like the one against Rangers, he probably should have got to. He didn't make a good save today for the boys' header to be fair to him, but. He's probably not. He doesn't get tested very often, but you still need to be able to. He still has to make the big saves on occasion. You know what I mean? Mhm, mhm. And again, I mean, penalties is just a new hope. He's thirty-six now, Mark. Next month, Joe Hart, thirty-six. Yeah, I know. I, I, I think it'll be a new keeper. I think it'll be a new keeper coming in know, in the summer. Like I, I have to say it, like it was all over Twitter. Right, Ryan Jack's going to Dundee United. <laughs> I, 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 I saw how aged Adam McGregor went when he was chasing the arson to the ball last week. I know, that was funny, that was a funny one. That. It looked like he was towing a caravan when he was running. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> That's why I wanted it. And then there was people putting up in Twitter, grey hair and everything. Aye, <laughs> I know. You know, like, like we're saying, like, but all, we, all we've been hearing Jonas, this week, like, there's all the, the meltdown, and or oh, we'll come back better next year, we'll sign more players. And as if Celtic are going to stand still, like, you know, what I mean, or Celtic not going to sign players, but they have both. I think I've named 12 players that could be leaving them this season, like, and the financial trouble they're in. Where do they think these players are going to come from? Yeah, no, I don't see them like have it. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to try and break the bank again. and 
end up combusting themselves again just just to try and stop Celtic winning the league. So no no idea what um what the uh, what they're going to do with having because they're facing another rebuild where Celtic are just sort of Celtic will add one or two depending on who goes, but Celtic seem to have always have a contingency plan if they're if they're starting to get sounded out for a star player leaving, there's always someone brought in sort of mm-hmm. so that there's a conveyor belt. Whereas Rangers just seem to it seems to be a case of being reactive. You know what I mean? Waiting what mm-hmm. happens to see what Celtic do and then trying to chuck money at it. Because Mark, there does seem to be something kind of strange going on the club at at the minute with with uh, the fella Park kind of leaving uh, Ross Wilson after leaving. Like, don't think things are good at that inside our club at the moment. Uh, I think there's something going wrong. Their accounts were late in and everything. Do you know what I mean? I think there's. I mean, I know uh, a lot of them didn't like Dougie Park, but I mean, he put a lot of his own money in and tried mm-hmm. to stay steady the, the boat, but. That's the thing about it, Paul. They, they're looking for a sugar daddy to come in and pump money into the club. But that's, these days are long gone. Do you know what I mean? Unless it's going to be one of these, like a Qatari or a Saudi conglomerate stock, but they're not going to come in and buy Rangers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. and I've said this before, Paul. It's like when we talk about like these super leagues and stuff like that, and oh, should Celtic Rangers get down to, the, down to England and stuff like that? Rangers are in the position to finance that, that leap. Do you know what I mean? Celtic, we've got a lot of money. We've got money in the bank. We've got a lot of assets. We've got good sponsorship deals. So we could get down to England and maybe, I mean, maybe we would need to take out some kind of loan, maybe, I don't know, say 50 million, 100 million or something, just to cover his, see for that like first two years or something like that. But Rangers would need maybe. 300 mil, do you get what I mean? They're millions are behind us and that. So it seems like we come to talking stuff like the the differences between the club. It's, it's, I'd, I'd say that the actual gap between Celtic and Rangers, they know, is as much as it was when Murray was doing all his tax stuff. Do you get what I mean? With, with, with us, when they were miles and miles in front of us, I think we're miles and miles more in front of them than they were with us back then. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. I just don't. I just don't see how how they can how there's any feasible financial plan for them to catch to keep catch, never mean catch up with, but keep up with. Right away, we've got ten thousand more season tickets a year. We've got more match day income. We've got better sponsorship deals. We've got everything. So they are really looking for some kind of mad. I don't know, raging Rangers fan for somewhere to find a, like half half a billion pound in the back of his sofa and decide he wants to buy Rangers. Because if, with all these new, I mean, it's no FFP now, it's FSR or something, and it's all down to sustainability. And Rangers can't sustain the model they're doing to keep up with Celtic because they've not got the income to match that without these confetti shares and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that, Jonas? Yeah, no. Basically spot on with everything he said there. Yeah, I don't think that that they've got the they're they're not they're not run well enough um, to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Mhm. And the thing as well, Mark, that's going is 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 going to catch him as well is is these shares because UEFA are going to let this continue. No. Selling the, selling the shares. For, for for income like I, I I don't think 
many people kind of came forward as well this time, Mark, when they put out the shares, they were just about but, it's, but, it's, the same, but it's the same people all the time, Paul. It's exactly. the guys on the board and that, that are putting, that, putting their hands in their it pockets. It seems Mark. And I, no, but I think No, I think what's happened is that Dougie Park, she was the, the transfer fee money for uh, who was it went to Ajax? Bassey went to Bassey. And Aribo. The Champions League money and all that. I think what's been happened there is the money's come into the club and Dougie Parks took the money he's owed and done a bunk. I think that's what's happened. He's Doogie probably Park. seen the warning signs behind the scenes knowing that they're hemorrhaging money and thought right. to himself, I'm going to get part back what I can before this, before this goes tits up again. Aye. I mean, Dave King, Dave King, I mean, it was on a Rangers forum, I saw it, that one... Uh, the, King the refused the uh, money, wanted Mark a good bit of money to sell his shares, wanted it? Aye, but no, that I know, but King, was t- King had threatened that he was going to take them to court and put them into administration in South Africa. Because it was something to do with, now he, it's all t- he's all tied in with these regulations in South Africa. I might have read it wrong, but it was on that follow follow. Somebody put it up on Twitter and it was, he'd put, he'd, he needed the money paid back to meet the league legality of the South African finance stuff. But as soon as you get it paid back, it was just going to extend, give them it back again. And there was something about it, and he's meant to have threatened that he would put them into administration f- through the South African courts. Jesus, why should they read that? No, totally. And should they go up in court again, Mark, soon as well, of the, the Australian talk, kind of putting out that? They're up in court. them six to seven million, I think, in this. Uh, that's a leap. The leak mob that was that and we that main thing they were getting their gear made with Hummel before they went with Castori Castori. Mm-hmm. They're up I saw that on Twitter and all get put up, somebody put it up, they were up in court the other day and they're due up again and they're looking for something like nine and a half million pounds for loss of earnings and stuff like that, but they should have made for selling Rangers kit. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's an been, absolute basket case. Yeah, I don't know you honestly like these one signs were there last like, when they went when they went bust the last time. It seems the the kind of same warning signs are there again, and they're the same kind of same sequence has happened again, don't this? You know? Yeah, it looks like, it looks as if they've basically just went down the same path, except mm-hmm. this time this time instead of EBTs and all the like tax avoidance stuff, it's all to do with they're just hemorrhaging money because of bad bad business decisions. Like the business acumen has been absolutely absolutely horrible. It seems to just be a case of just throw as much money as we can at it to try and stop Celtic winning things. I don't, mm-hmm. We don't care how it happens, but it just seems that financially the decisions that are getting made there are absolutely horrendous. Yeah, I mean, we, we've moaned about our board and that, but I mean, come on, Paul, imagine having the our board carrying on like that. I thought it would be a lot of the papers in that as well, but if it was your board. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I mean? There's we, always we, we were more in Markov signing bad players. Do you know what I mean? Aye, things like that. But things like that, like you know, it's like, like if your board was kind on like that, you know, it's about. I was, I was just yeah. going to say that. How would you feel, Jonas, if your club was pumping out these shares every month to keep the lights on and that? You'd be worrying about it, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would obviously realise that something was badly wrong behind the scenes. So, yeah, it, it just seems that they've they've. They've learned from. They've not learned from any mistakes that were made in the past, and they, they've ended up in a hole again because they've not heeded the warnings of what happened previously. 
Mm-hmm. I think Mark Yon has been more worried if he got fish and chips in the VIP, not his five star meal. It's like, uh, inside your VIP box, going as you see uh, the modern things in. Uh, when I'm at the hospitality, if I didn't get, yeah. cor- yeah. did get my three courses, then you can, there's problems, eh? <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. You know, Jesus Christ, man, imagine this. Baby Opera down in Dundee, Nations Football Club, if you want us back at the three course. <laughs> nah, they'd, uh, they'd, be, they'd be an uproar, all right. Yeah. How's, the other, how's the other half love, eh? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, this is the... Next week is the last game, you honest, is it there uh, be before the split, isn't it? Yeah, aye. So there's a there's a free week the following week because it's the Scottish Cup semi final weekend mm-hmm. and then the split weekend kicks off the weekend of the sixth of May. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that split, you honest? Do you think it's a good way for the league? Like just for like for obviously though for yourselves, like it probably is a good thing like that. You're playing the teams in a wrong during you're not playing the likes of Celtic Hearts and Rangers. I think it, I think it I think it more benefits I think it, it benefits the teams that are down the bottom of the league because you're playing against teams round about you. But then what I think it does is it hinders teams higher up the league that are competing for the European places because then mm-hmm. they're having to mm-hmm. try and get points against better sides. Whereas if there wasn't a split, then if you were chasing a European spot, you could go go you could go away to the team bottom of the league on the last day instead of having to go to a team that's third or fourth in the league. So I think it, I think it's more suited to the the teams doing the bottom end. As opposed like, to the teams higher up, you you would feel bad, Mark. Right? We say like if if Dundee Dundee Nice were in sixth, right, and they were only one point in behind fifth, but we said they they had a chance to get into Europe then as well. Do you get me? You know, has that not happened? It's happened a number season. of times. Aye, yeah, it happened last season as well. I think yeah, it happened last season. The, the, the team that there's been a couple of times that the teams that have finished seventh and eighth have finished with more points than the teams that have maybe finished yeah. fifth and sixth because they're playing against teams that are are um are you know, they're playing against easier opponents, whereas the teams that the teams in the top half are obviously playing against the better sides. Think mm-hmm. about kinda don't know like like see if you're sitting like in the like a fifth fifth spot kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe teams as well kinda well oh, that's us, we're safe. We're not we're not going to challenge we're not going to move, try and challenge for third, so we may, do you know what I mean? Kind of psychologically, like they're St. Murren sitting in fifth, that's a great season for them if they end up there when the split comes. Will they kind of turn off and just... I'm not sure, it depends. Of I, I, I think because it's quite tight, like because the Hibs and Hearts have been inconsistent recently and Aberdeen have sort of got to the European place as well, I think it's probably the European push will be, it's not like anybody's detached, whereas in previous years you've maybe had a team that's been in limbo that like, they can't finish any higher, but they also can't. They're also too uh, far aye. behind teams that are in Europe, so they're almost on their holidays. So then it's an unfair advantage for certain teams because they they boys are maybe thinking about their holidays, whereas there's other teams that are competing for Europe and you're maybe getting a slightly more subconsciously an easier game against certain sides because mm-hmm. some of these mm-hmm. type teams are in limbo and they're kind of already on their holidays. Mm-hmm. What do you think of it, Mark? Uh, this place is kind of no one. Is there any other league you know, that does this or? No, I, 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 if, if, a few European, there is European leagues that do it as well. That split into like. Does the Belgian league not do some weird thing as well that even like teams that maybe are yeah, in certain place can end up with champions or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you could be top of the league all season, and then you, when you go into the split, it's like the league restarts. It's like you're basically back to. Right. You know, it's a, it's some weird system like that, 
And I mean, you're reading a book with Jack when Jack Hendry was first moved out to Belgium or something, they did a weird thing like that. Uh, you can end up going for being top of the league to finish in sixth or something because the league almost restarts and then you play like a sort of mini-league shootout against maybe seven or eight teams or whatever, however they divvy you up, you know what I mean? So your first half of your season is only just about get, securing like that and then it's almost like everything's wiped again. Or I'm not 100% yeah. if that's the format, but it's some daft format. Aye, anyway. aye. But one of the good things I do think about the split is that it keeps... It, the bottom end always seems to be a, a lot more interesting. That's why they should tell. They should market the bottom. They should. They should televise a lot more of the relegation battle. Exactly, honest. Because last year they didn't. How, why does Sky not just say, right? You know what we're going to do in the split. We're going to show. We're going to show instead of showing the teams at the top of the league when the, like yes, when Celtic have won the league. We're going to we're going to show Ross County, Dundee United, Ross County, Kilmarnock, Kelly against St Johnston where there's still a lot of stuff riding on it because I can guarantee you other fans from teams would watch that as well like if you're a Celtic supporter you probably sit there and if you're watching a relegation shootout on a Sunday exactly. afternoon you probably you would tune in to watch it you know what I mean exactly because like I remember last season you honest they didn't they, they, it was so close down the bottom last season and they showed nothing do you know what I mean they showed, well, they showed none of they, showed, they don't show anything until the playoffs yeah, yeah, the playoffs. You know, I'm not being biased to you honest or, or thing like, but I can't remember a Dundee United game being being on. It's, it's been a while anyway since I saw a Dundee United game on the on on uh, on Sky with Rangers No, it was last. We were we were live on the TV against Hibs last Sunday, but that's our first televised game that's been against someone that that Inside hasn't been, yeah. hasn't been Rangers or Celtic. You know, which is ridiculous, Mark. Like, in this, yeah, because you know, people, because neutrals would tune in to watch Dundee United, Aberdeen, Dundee United, Hibs, Dundee United, Hearts, again, like Dundee United, St Johnston, those sort of bigger games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, they need to, they need to find a, they need to find a gap in the TV market and put see they kind of. I mean, I mean, I've spoken about it before. It was like when we first get, it wasn't even Sky. It was Beast BSB, the Square Squareo thing we got. And on a Friday night, they showed live German football. And that was us, me and all my pals. That was us on a Friday night. We watched German football, do you know what I mean? And that's, they need to find like a wee TV, whether it is a Friday night or a Thursday night or whatever, they need to find a wee niche that they show, not just Celtic Rangers, but but honestly saying like Dundee United and Hibs games and stuff like that, other games for Scotland. And because there's, I mean, there's guys in, there's guys in, in England that will watch it because it's football. And that gets them interested in it. That kind of grows it. I'd be in favour of uh, games on a Friday night, Jonas, would you? Uh, well, see, when we were, see when we were, like, obviously, not that there's many perks of being in the championship, but one of the only things that I did enjoy about the championship was that because we were, like, the biggest club in the championship at the time, we used to get a lot of televised BBC Friday night games. Mm-hmm. It used to be good because, like, you used to enjoy a Friday night game, you know what I mean? Then I get us wrong, it was a bastard if you got beat because your weekend was gubbed before it even started because you'd lost, like, but... Aye. You know what I mean? But there's that, I mean, there's that bigger market for football. And in, there's a demand. People want to watch football. Aye, aye. That's what I'm saying, Jonas. If they find a wee, a wee niche, guys will fall. I mean, it's even if I, I still watch it. It's like, that's soccer EM. Do you still watch that, Jonas? Nah, it's a lot of nonsense nowadays. Aye, but absolute garbage, right? But, but I still watch it through habit. You know, and that's what it is. But like, me and my mates with the German football, it became a habit. 
Well, other, other guys, aye, I can oh, make that Italian football coming on as well. Because it was on Channel 4 when I was a kid, that, like, I used to, you used to get the highlights Gazette on a Saturday and then you get your live game on a Sunday. Aye. And like that got me into it. And I, like, I'm, I'm watching Udinese against Roma just now while I'm on, on the podcast with you boys. And like I still watch Italian football every week because that got me into it as a, a kid, you know what I mean? Aye, and that's what, that's what would happen probably across the UK if we could find a wee kind of corner, eh, whether it's a Friday night or whatever, but a wee corner is somewhere... Or even a Saturday night game, a 6 yeah. o'clock game, because they've been doing that with us in Aberdeen this season, twice we've played Aberdeen, it's been 6pm kickoffs. Yeah, even a yeah. 6 o'clock, a Saturday tea time kickoff, because there'd be a demand for that, because I like Saturday night football, not just because you get an extra three hours in the pop right of the game either, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we don't get back to Sunday nights at 6 o'clock. Oh, that can get right in the ocean, oh, Sunday's an absolutely can, horrible day. I can mind day kickoffs. Five past six you, see, Sunday night. See, you see, you see, that's the problem with with, with the media now. They have too much control over the fixtures. You know, like the club that's don't just the anymore. Really game yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, and that's, the, that's the money yeah, side. I mean, that's the, money the, side I, the, ideal, the ideal scenario would be like the SPFL and the SFA getting in two-way somebody that could just like run an SPFL channel. Even even if you speak to streaming services, say to uh, Amazon aye. or Netflix or some or like or like via or, or like you know an online, even like Disney Plus or ESPN online or whatever, if you say to them, look, babe, you say you're the right, cast. Uh, uh, babe station, <laughs> babe station, but Jesus Christ, I don't want to be fucking enough. We've enough of that. The world can switch to the mind from babe station. Huh? <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ the internet, the internet really is wasted on some folk Is it come on <laughs> <laughs> You know The old Celtic Rangers fans Wanting up Wanting up A fucking form But, yeah. but, but it's, it's, That's what they should do Try and get together And launch like an, an SPFL What did you say Mark There was there, there, there was talks about that before one fella wanted to kind of bring it in and, and it was kind of blown out by the Roger Mitchell yeah like he like because it's, it's, it's a similar model of what they've got in Italy so basically what they did was they sold the rights so every game in Italy is now televised in the top league right and initially right it was quite fans raged about it because then they, you were getting hit with you, you you might have been having to travel half the length of the country for a, a Monday Monday tea time kickoff or something because the TV companies and then owners were against it because they were saying well it'll detract from them um, people go to the games because the the attendances will suffer if every game's on the telly you know what I mean and obviously it's like every other league some teams rely more on gate money than others but now it's it's got to a point where they they they've managed to figure out a sort of system that suits everybody and kickoff times that suit the fans so you're still getting full stadiums plus you're able Ma- to watch the maximum matches. and maximum money yeah and there's always ways around these things isn't there there's always you know I mean, as long as it's no I mean you can imagine it better with the Scottish football as we said it's a kind of close shop you know what I mean they'd come back really alright we're going to start playing games at 8 o'clock on a Sunday night or some garbage like that but see the thing is that wouldn't work in like you, you, you need to take the sort of country's culture into it as well, because like the pub culture's big with like British football. Aye, so aye. The, the the pub owners would be furious if they all of a sudden started putting games on at stupid times on a Sunday or or midweek games, because a lot of them rely on a lot of pubs only survive because of the 
because of a match there. A lot of pubs only open on a Saturday or a Sunday for the football, you know what I mean? Well, uh, the arse has fell out the pub game all together there in Scotland, Paul. Has it, yeah? Aye. Like I, don't the, the it's, I don't know what it's like in Dundee, Mikey, but the pubs shut or Hamilton or the last, not just because, through COVID and that. I think, I, I, I honestly, I, the smoking ban kind of killed the pub trade, I think, in Scotland. Uh, uh, the pubs in Dundee have not actually been too bad. A lot of pubs that have been empty are, are sort of getting reopened again. So the Dundee pub scene is actually reason, doing reasonably well. Most of the schemes have got a, a reasonable number of pubs still on the go, you know what I mean? And they're busy, like, I was out on a Friday night normally, I go to a pub near where my mum and dad's there and they've refurbished that and they hear the football on in the lounge and karaoke and a live music and that and the pub is quite busy. But like I say, football... Aye, pubs, it's, no, they, need, they need to show football, they need to serve food. I'm talking about like you're kind of, the pubs you just get in for a pint, Mikey, and there's nothing to do but sit and read the paper or talk to the old guy at the end of the bar now. They're all kind of getting off the kind of there's not as much of that now because even even the sort of old most of the old man sort of pubs, you notice they'll now have the t- the football on. You know what I mean to get to get punters through the door. But like we were just talking about with the kickoff times, you would you would have to take like I say Sunday kickoffs would be any use in Scotland because of the culture. Everybody likes to go for a couple of times before the game. Not even so much for the drink side or more like the social side. Mm-hmm. That's just what you do. You meet your pals in the pub before the game. You know what I mean. So you would have to take that kind of thing into consideration because. For the local economy as well, you know what I mean? Not just the TV audiences. Working on something new every day. Um, before we go, Mark, uh, any word on injury-wise to Rio Hase? Why was Vickers missing yesterday and Yasser and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, I think Carter Vickers, I uh, believe it. The videos, Paul, he was in the training videos. I don't think he had any kind of injury. I think it, it, was just, it was the pitch. I didn't fancy it. Yeah, after I read that, did Carter Vickers play the last time we played them, Paul? He took up an injury, I think, Mark, didn't he? Was that what it was? I can, see, when I saw Ian saying that, about the, it was because of the pitch. I, but I couldn't mind if he didn't risk him the last time or if he'd picked up a knock on it the last time. I think he did, Mark. I think it could be right. I, I, I think it was the same with Atati as well. I, do, I don't think he wanted to risk him. I think Atati, Mark, I think we, we probably might see him come on with um, Motherwell, maybe the last couple minutes just to give him game time, but I don't think he's going to risk him until the semi-final, I say. You know? Abada, I don't know what's going on with him. Whether you believe all these stories we're reading or... I don't know, Mark, has he bond his bridges with the club, do you think? You know? Oh, Ange doesn't seem to... He doesn't like people talking out of school. Yeah. You know what I mean? I saw that with Gio Kamakis and stuff like that. And I mean, I bad I, I thought these stories and that's true. I, I, I said the other week, I don't know if it was... Maybe it was on the Discord or something, I said it as he burnt his bridges with, with this and some of the guys he's always just injured in that. Well... I mean, again, Ange doesn't, doesn't talk about injuries. That's just his, his kind of MO. But I don't, if the stories are true, I don't see how he can come back into the team, to be honest, Paul. Especially, like, to take what's the honest, right? The, the club we bought him for, right? All right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his previous manager came out when he was international duty and basically said, a bad is going to be gone at the end of the season. Right, he, he wants to leave, and that's this is his, his previous club who was saying that like they might have a sell on fee as well, Mark. You get me? 
Aye, aye. And and plus, I'm always wary of Changing a player agents. that changes agents. Aye. I see you that know? with Juranovic to you, Paul. As soon as Juranovic yeah, changes agents, agent, he's, 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 he's away with him as well. Yeah, he's gone to um, uh, Juranovic agents as well, which you kind of put, put two and two together, Jonas, with all the stories and changing agent. I think he, he'd be one player that's out the door just somewhere. That's, that's normally a prelude to someone moving, isn't it? The agent thinks usually a telltale sign. You know, it's, it's only one reason like they're doing it, Mark, and that's is to get a bigger move. Like you know, what I mean? try and generate a move. Yeah. You know, as a, as a, as a, as a young player, kind of just looking for. Well, I mean, it was with do do the hands. It's not as if he was like where a wee numpty guy, do you know what I mean? Some young players will move agents if they can take him up a level with like their sponsorships and stuff like that, do you know what I mean? But Dudu Dehan knows that game outside in, so there's a reason that he went away to that other guy and it must be. What do you think he's worth, Jonas? We kind of neutral perspective, a badder. Probably between, what, 12 to 15 or something like that in today's market. If you were talking about it in the live chat today during the game and that some of the guys said that ten million they would take him. I'd say I'd I'd say like between ten, fifteen, if we could get twelve and a good percentage of a sell on value, a sell on fee, I'd be quite happy with that, I think. Yeah, and I don't think you'd be wide off the mark with that shout. Because let's face it, he's not really set the head on fire this season, has he? Nah, he, he started off alright, but then like oh, he started off like the, dynamite. As long as all, as soon as all this nonsense was spouted by Agents and then it all seemed to come out during the World Cup, right? And yeah, then, it, yeah. like you say, he's ex club manager. And then it, come what it was, it was the Israeli, was it? No, the Israeli manager. Yeah, the Israeli manager. 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 I think it was the Israeli manager. Honestly, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I'm sure because Mikey, like, obviously, like, because we speak about United and Celtic, like, he keeps me up to date with what's going on. And I'm sure Mikey was telling me that his international manager was running his mouth during the World Cup and there was bits and pieces getting said and things like that. So I reckon if that's the way it's going, then normally it's a sign that. They'll be on their way. A part, a part of the ways. Mm. Well, not in that mark, like it seems a happy camp, like you know what I mean. You know, Ange kind of doesn't let this kind of stuff run into his squad, like like we were saying there. The minute G. Marcus Iran said they wanted away, they broke the door. You know, if you don't want to be here, grand, you broke the door, gone. You know, and and that's that. And see the thing about it, Paul. I always maintain as well. See players the way they. And I know it's a it's a dirty, dirty business, football transfers, you know what I mean, the way deals are worked behind the scenes and that, but if a player wants to leave, they, that's fair enough, there's still, a, there's still a way to get about that, do you know what I mean, you still, go and tell the manager, look, I'm, I'm off at the end of the season, I've got my agent looking for another club, blah, 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 but while I'm here, I'll be giving you 100%, 100% training games and that, you can rely on me. But I'm away at the end of the season. No manager's going to put a player in cold storage that comes to them and does that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know I mean? Being open and honest about it. It's when they start being sneaky and, I mean, a bad away in international. I mean, how many times? But here's the thing about it. Years, see, years ago, it used to be players went away in international duty and then these stories came out and then the next thing it was, oh, it's been misinterpreted and mistranslated and he didn't actually say this stuff. And, but see, these days with the way social media and that is, you can't, you can't get away with that now. Do you know no. what I mean? If they're saying something, it's there in black and white that they've said it and they can't get away from that. And I've said it before, Paul, Ange, just, it doesn't suffer fools. So if he thinks that a player's coming at the bottom, I think that's them burnt bridges and they'll be bombed out. I'll be, I'll, see if these stories are true, I'll be surprised to see a bad on a Celtic strip again, to be honest. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, just before you go, we go. I was watching a documentary today about uh, back today yesterday about French players, the greatest French players. It was it was on the Polish television, and I don't know. I'm showing a bit of age here now. I'm sure you remember. Who remembers the French? He was a tiny fellow, Jean Pierre Papin. Aye. What a player! My God, weren't he? Yeah. Do you ah, remember him, like Yeah, do I remember who he is? Aye. Yeah, Jesus, man, he was a tiny little fellow, like, but this skill. Absolutely corrupt. I really do. No, I, I, 
I couldn't tell you last time I watched a pub league game. I really couldn't. And it's just it's just absolute garbage. There's just things that go and doing in there that doesn't go in any other league in the world and they just get away with it. Yeah. Why, like, how how do they get away with it? you get me? You know, that's the, the, the questions I get. Is it just so big now, Mark, because they have so much money well, that you, they want to well, That seems to be the thing. I mean, even other leagues in Europe are starting to complain about it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Another big, like, what is it, the big five? So they're all starting to complain about how England are just kind of monopolising the full entire game. But what these clubs then kind of doing the same, then they going back about 10, 5, you know what I mean? About 10 years ago before. I mean, because what you were saying there, Jonas, when you started uh, watching Italian 19 Channel 4, that was one of the biggest leagues in, in the world at the time, wasn't mm-hmm. this? Yeah. You know? Is, yeah, and the, the stock's rising again, and the proof is in the fact that they've got three teams in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, so the Italian game's back on the up, like, but, uh, yeah, like you said, I would like to see, like, th- th- even, like, the TV rights, everything that goes on down there, there's, there's obviously brown envelopes getting passed about at high levels down there for it to get away with what they get away with, you know? Mm-hmm. I I have to, I've said to you before, Paul, about that. Uh, visit football is fixed blog or something like that mm-hmm. and I mean some of it, a lot of it goes right over my head and I, some of the stuff's redacted but they've got they put up documents and stuff and it's sort of David, like, see, like the gambling companies and stuff like that that are involved in the game mm-hmm. and stuff know who's meant to be right, right bang on the middle of it mm-hmm. John Cahoon John Cahoon that played with he played with Celtic when he was younger, but he was at Hearts most of his career. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. meant to be the kind of centre of all this kind of football fixing stuff and all that. It's all absolutely right. crazy. I'll find this I'll find this website and I'll send you a link to it. I don't I, I don't know how much it's true, but they seem to have documents and stuff like that, so I don't know. I, I came across I came across it you know when I came across it. I came across it when uh, when Leicester won the league and I read that and it was like this had been fixed and blah 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 and I was sitting there was one of the things I was sitting there just half stoned out my face reading it all, you know what I mean I'm like, yeah, that, that could be right and I said to some of the English heads and that and I said to Ed too about it and they were like ah, oh, there's always that kind of thing going on behind the scenes there's always and I was like I can't believe it a, a league with that kind of exposure I mean, but, but we saw the Sam Allardyce live on the telly. Taking yeah. Runs. Do you know what I mean? When he, so got, how, he, got, he got set up by that fake, remember the newspaper? Aye, aye. That fake shake for the news of the world in that. And you're thinking, well, that's one guy being... What else goes on? I mean, like Davey Moyes was... There was a few transfer deals that he'd been kind of... David Moyes was floating around his daughter. That's what he was to get to get players in. Harry Redknapp was... <laughs> oh, Harry Redknapp. Aye, Harry Redknapp. What was that player? Um, remember the famous chance of dealings? Well, I think was it Bobby Zamora? I think was this. He talked up at a, a team that Harry Redknapp was joining, it and he thought the deal was done. No, Odom Wingy. Odom Wingy, yeah, remember that? Remember that? I drove to the training ground at QPR. Yeah. Oh, aye, I minded that. I minded that on Sky Transfer Day, aye. Imagine that. And and then going back to all the club you honest at the time, like, you know what I mean? Jesus. Nonsense. You know? 
it just shows player power now, Mark, as well in football. Like that's going back nearly ten years ago. But player power now has actually got stronger. They can get managers sacked. You know. Oh, definitely. That's what happens. But that's what happens. At, well, Jonas Dundee United have kind of seen that with Inter when players kind of down tools and that. But but that's what's going on at these clubs like Chelsea now because these managers coming in and trying to they're trying to put, stamp their own personality in the team and that stuff like that. And these players with all their egos just oh I'm not having that. And that's how the manager's not got a chance of so, any what, success. Did, did that did, did that would kind of happen at Dundee United? You honest like did like the senior players like Charlie McGlue and Max Adam like did it would, would they have said like this fella doesn't know what he's doing like in Fox like you know what I mean we're going to get relegated do you think that maybe happened at Dundee or something like that I don't think that uh, Fox sort of threw himself under the bus just with his tactics and that but mm-hmm. yeah no there definitely is that because once the, once the players turn on a manager, it's always the manager that pays for it with his job. It's never the players, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, mm-hmm. that's the thing, isn't it? It is. The play, teams can get beat for 10 games. No player ever loses their job at it. I mean, you imagine, I mean, that, that wee Potter guy walking into Chelsea. That, that, that wee guy never had a hope in hell. No. success there. Yeah, I, know, exactly. I, knew, Mark, I said that to you, Mark, when, when, when he was appointed there, that, that, that job's too big for him. Jamie Carragher made a good point on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago. He, he said, if you're Chelsea, you don't go for a Thomas Tuchel, one of the best managers in the world, to great exactly. Nonsense. You, you, you should have stuck with Tuchel. That owner just punted Tuchel as like when he came in to like sort of try and put his stamp on it, like sort mm-hmm. of announce his arrival. It was an absolute nonsense sacket. And they've turned into a basket case since they got rid of Tuchel and they deserve yes. everything. They get another world-class manager there. Yeah. And now he's in charge of Bayern Munich, and there's a story about niggas, man, supposedly, why he got the sack, you honest. Uh, during the international break, he went a lot of this scheme, and supposedly Oliver Kahn wasn't impressed with this. Aye, the, the, and there's stuff getting leaked in that, like team news was getting leaked. Team leaked and everything that day. He was supposed to be the one that was leaking the team, everything marked in the media, and everything leaked niggas, man. You know? That's who Chelsea want his manager now, isn't it? Yeah. You know, Chelsea, Spurs, you know, like in Spurs, another club that, that are a shambles of a club, like, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, sure what his name, the fella, um, this, the old Spanish called Luis Enrique there, he actually thought he had the job, all right, and he was planning to, to, to take it, and he found out the Spanish media that Frank Lampard is going to be hired <sighs> again in the season. <laughs> Nonsense. You know, Jesus Christ, the game was good today uh, for the half an hour and then it started to fart in the yard. It's, it's, it's kind of sweet spoke about that all year. And Mark, it's just, we said the guard at the moment, they kind of stop off in this. Aye. You see, we get one good half and that's that, whether it's the first half or whether it's the second half. You know, I think, Mark, you may be team teams. Uh, are Celtic nearly better off conceding first? We seem to kind of play our best football then, don't we? Oh, sometimes, but sometimes, Paul, that's needed. It gives the team a bit up the backside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, lads, uh, we let it there. Uh, thanks, Jonas, again, 
Oh, first of all, come around to Thanks for having around. us. Uh, I'll speak to you again. I'll speak to you again before the end of the season. We'll do an end of season review. Oh, definitely, boy. Ah, definitely. We'll have you before the end, bud. No bother. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Mark, we close the shot. Right, no bother, Paul. Thanks very much, Paul. And again, Jonas for coming on. All the guys that joined the live chat. Hope you enjoyed it. Everybody that listens back, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, whatever. We hope you enjoy what we're doing. Uh, remember and hit the like button if you know how leave a comment uh, and again be another wee shout out at the end of the show to be John but thank you you wee man God bless hail hail good night lads cheers lads see you later how you going thanks boy imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.